Welcome to the Sub Pop Cult Podcast. I'm your host, Michael McGruther. And let me remind you that cult stands for culture and sub stands for sub creator. We are sub creators of the new pop culture so that we can overcome the system, define the narrative, and normalize the values and the views that we hold dear. And the only way to do that is through your art, your culture, your music, your personal expressions, and the way you treat individuals as you meet them, as you encounter them in the world. So sit back and enjoy another episode of Sub Pop Cult, which is always about keeping you focused on the only thing that matters, which is American culture and the restoration of unity of the American people. We all understand that we're in a culture war, a battle of cultures, because culture ultimately normalizes politics. So it's a battle that's worth fighting because it's a battle that can be won. But something is very, very uh, lacking on the right, and it's it's very obvious that it's lacking, and it needs to be um, reversed quickly, immediately. It needs to be something that we forget so that we learn the proper way to address the situations that we're in. The key word is situation, because I'm going to talk to you about situational awareness. Now, it's a military concept, and it's basically about understanding your immediate environment in a comprehensive, accurate, and timely manner. It really involves being acutely aware of what's happening around you at all times so that you can make informed decisions and take the proper action. So the concept is vital to military operations, especially when the stakes are high and the dynamics of the environment change swiftly and it's always unpredictable. Does that sound a little bit like how you experience the culture? Because that is what's going on. It's your lack of situational awareness that makes it so unpredictable. So, let's just look at how the military views situational awareness. The three components. It's the perception of the elements in the environment. That's how you see things, what they mean to you, how they come across. How are you perceiving them? Doesn't mean it's fact, but it's how are you perceiving them. In a military sense, it could be, um, you know, locations of where friendlies are, adversaries, uh, geography, weather. It's all these different factors and how they create the situation. Um, Then you have to comprehend it. You have to comprehend the situation that you're in. So you have all the data, you look at it, and you have to try to understand it. So that means you have to identify things that are harmful to you and um, understand things that are helpful to you. So comprehension of the situation is the second part of that. You have the perception of the elements, and then you have the comprehension of of the situation, which is the really the culmination of all the elements put together and the data they produce. Then you have to project, uh, have a kind of projection of the future, of where it's all going. Now, if you listen to this podcast, you understand and you view things the way I do, which is that it's all a story. So you have to follow the narrative and where the narrative is going. And to understand that, you have to first understand narrative, that it has a beginning, middle, and an end, and that most of us 
all of us on the receiving end of political narrative are trapped in the second act, which is the title of an episode of mine from years ago that you should go listen to. So we're just trapped in the second act because that's where all the drama and the conflict happens. But the people who have power, the people who have control, access, they can leverage things, uh, the elites, they're working on a situational awareness that we're not even considering. So they're projecting the future because they're writing the future. Their perception of the uh, environment, part one of situational awareness, is because they create the environment and they're now managing your perceptions. So that's how this media culture war thing is almost unwinnable until you get the right mindset, until you look with the correct eyes, until you gain the ability to discern situational awareness. Now, situational awareness in the culture doesn't mean you react. You don't react to awareness. Awareness is awareness. It's collecting without feeling what's actually happening all around you. What is the game board? Who are the players playing and how are they making the moves and why are they working for them and not working for another player on the board? You start to see things more clearly when you are aware of your situation in the culture. And as conservatives, our situation is crappy. We don't even have a voice in the culture. So people can be made to perceive anything that the elites and those who do have a voice want to make them perceive about us. So we lose right on point one because we don't even have the ability to perceive things correctly because our perceptions are being manufactured, mostly as lies. We root for people who tell us that uh, fake news is a problem and it has to go, but then when you dig down into it, you find out that we're all about fake news ourselves because most of the shit we make up isn't even true either. So again, the perception is kept out of reach. But to uh, comprehend it is not. That just requires you sitting still and dwelling on things. Truly, not sitting there and saying, damn it, I know that that person is really a man dressed up as a woman. Like that. Don't dwell on that. That is the trivial, dumb stuff. The breadcrumbs thrown down to you, thrown down to me in hopes that we'll take it. And for the rest of our lives like an unsolvable puzzle, talk about stupid nonsense shit. So we can never comprehend the current situation. What I did with this podcast is I paused everything. And I comprehended the situation for you. But I didn't do it instantly. It took me a long time. As you've listened to past episodes, I spent a good decade not paying attention to anything. And by doing so... I could suddenly regain the ability to have the correct perception of the environment around me, to comprehend the situation that I find myself in, and then to project towards the future that I want. Now, I want the same future as most of the listeners of my podcast, which is reasonable Americans taking over the culture and uniting us so that we're not divided by clever storytellers in the government working with their friends in Hollywood and media to divide us. We can have all of our political differences. We can disagree on everything, but we can't 
maintain this game-playing situation, which we're not aware of, which only hurts us. So we have to pause. We have to take that situational awareness seriously. You should spend one day of your week, minimum, just kind of going over in your mind, hey, what, what is the perception that I'm, I'm being fed and what is the reality that I'm experiencing? And when you do that math, you realize the perception is 99% of the time intentionally false to prevent you from getting to step two. And so you take that time and you don't react. You don't keep sharing things. You don't yell. You don't scream. You don't act like a cable news nitwit on social media where all of this data is being tracked, gathered, and used to say, see, this is why these people are this way. This is why these people are... Nobody is speaking for you, the conservative, because there's no conservative art and culture that shows who you are. So nobody speaks for you. What they do is they tell you something about the situation that sucks really bad for you or is unacceptable. And then they make you focus on how bad it sucks so that the only thing you'll do is complain about it with them. And they lead you. I'm talking about the Charlie Kirks of the world. You know, I've mentioned Posobiec many times. That guy's been downgraded to just doof off to the side now. Most of these folks are not in it to help you. They're in it to help themselves. We can't seriously get upset that Black Lives Matter's founder has a couple of mansions, but not care that Charlie Kirk built himself a nice mansion. Look, you can make millions of dollars doing this stuff. I've been on the ground floor of it, I pulled away from it, and now I'm here to defeat it. And I've almost completed my job. Because it's a story defeat. We simply must pull back the cobwebs, remove the curtains, clear the air, stop, sit down, take an account of where we are in the culture, which is nowhere, with no voice, and understand that it's a situation and our awareness to it means we can change it. We can project into the future what we want to normalize. And that projection is expressed through your art and your culture and your music and the way you treat individuals every day that you run into in this beautiful country of ours. So work on this. Do me a favor. Tap out once a week and try to see what your situation really is. Try to truly be aware of how bad you've got it in a culture war that knows how to grift off you, knows how to aggravate you, but has zero interest in enabling you to comprehend the situation. Because if you do, if you do move over into phase two and start to comprehend the real situation you're in, which is what I've been trying to do here, get you to see it, not get you to wake up, not telling you to make popcorn or any of these dumb things, just getting you to be a little bit more wise. Wise about the game. Because for most of these people who are destroying your life, it's a game to them. It's your life to you. So it's worth learning how to and exercising the power of situational 
awareness. Fans of baseball understand that there's a real power in playing small ball. Small ball is not always trying to hit the home run, but just trying to get on first base so the guy behind you could maybe move you down to second, and then the guy behind him, maybe he pops one into the middle of center field and nobody catches it, and a runner scores, and another runner's on second, and then third. So it's incrementalism in baseball. That's what small ball is. It's let's just pop a little little bloop right here, and that moves us just this much further. That's what situational awareness means for us right now as conservatives in the culture war, is we really do have to learn to play small ball with our team, in our individual lives, everywhere we go. You shouldn't always be trying to hit the home run. You should go for the single so that somebody else who's playing on your team then hits a... uh, a grounder goes right under the legs of somebody and you find yourself closer to home base. Look, baseball is the American pastime for a very good reason. The goal of baseball is to be safe at home. That is the goal of the American, to be safe at home, to be safe, prosperous, healthy, happy, have the ability to pursue things. So baseball is the metaphor for the situation we're in and how to get out of it, how to project into the future is perfect. So how can you hit a single? Well, I can only talk to you about how I play the small ball game. So first of all, I have the situational awareness. I have the correct perception of the game we're in and where we're at in the game, what our role is, where we fit in, how we influence those around us. And I realized two things have to happen. I have to make more and more people aware of the game so that they can play. And then I have to help people understand that you can't hit a home run. You can only hit a single or a foul ball. You can bunt, but there's not very many home runs to hit. Home runs are manufactured. Home runs are big giant shows that are put on and they equate to huge financial windfalls. But us indie artists, us small people, us conservatives with an ability to create to tell stories, to communicate to people what we believe through art and culture, we go for the single. We go for the bunt, because that's what we can do. So how do I hit a single? I hit a single by publishing an independent book. When I publish an independent novel that tells a story about people in a situation that is not heard of, I'm hitting a single. Maybe it just wasn't even seen. Maybe it's a foul ball. Whatever, it's still been hit. And that's what matters. That's playing small ball. So that somebody else, another independent writer, another filmmaker, does the same thing. Next thing you know, there's all these singles and bloops and bunts and uncatchable balls flying through the air. And the game starts to change because... Nobody knows what's going on anymore when everybody's finally playing small ball to win the culture war. Another way to play small ball is to participate in the pursuit of 
and the purchasing of independent art, culture, movies, books. All of these things matter. And you know, it's already a normalized thing. I don't have to really preach that because people already do it. My own daughter, she got her notification from Spotify that her music preferences are, you know, so far removed from the mainstream that she falls into a very small category. And they comically said, do we even have music that you like? But what it is, is my daughter who takes after me pursues independent music. She listens to artists. She doesn't care where they come from or who they are or how obscure they are. If she likes the song, she likes the song. So if we change our attitude about what we're receiving and how we receive it, then we start to open ourselves up to all these new voices. That's another contributing, uh, contributing factor to playing small ball on the same team. The baseball metaphor works so great for politics, top to bottom. Works so great for culture, top to bottom. There's nothing more American than baseball for so many hidden reasons I could go on and on and on. But do me a favor and start to contemplate how you can hit a single. Maybe you put out a independent song and it doesn't really go very far. Maybe a few people download it this year, a few more next year. It, it doesn't really work for you, but it may be a foul ball. It didn't land really in play, but you got up to the bat, you got up to the plate, and you took the hit, and you made it happen. Sometimes you can even strike out at home plate. And that's necessary to learn the lessons of how to hit the ball next time. But what you cannot do, what you cannot fall into, what you cannot be under a spell and believe is possible, is that you're a home run hitter. And that with one swing of the bat, you're gonna knock out the Democrats. With one swing of the bat, you're gonna knock out the culture that you don't like. You're gonna easily reverse things by just get up to the plate and hit a home run, come on! When really, you're being goaded up there to perform in that way, to beat your chest and to act like the big slugger just so you can strike out, just so you can have that, that monster hit get caught at the last second and send you back to the bench. We need to get off the bench as conservatives by everyone just moving the next guy down the next base. It's a game. We don't play it. We will not really be playing it until we have culture. As a mindset, as a value, as a priority to people who are conservative, instead of prioritizing getting mad, getting revenge, showing that bastard how wrong he is, if you prioritize the culture and the arts, it doesn't even matter how dominating the left is in that arena right now. Their domination comes to an end because they manage the audience. They manage the fans in the stands. They manage the home run hitters. And they play small ball too. But when somebody plays against them, they're going to get caught. When somebody in a large number of people who are all on the same page begin to form a team of competitive small ball against the left, they're going to start to lose. But not until that happens, not a second sooner. It looks like Donald Trump is going to make it. He's going to pass through all of these systematic obstacles put in front of him. He's going to be the nominee and 
wow, he could be president again. And what will he do? Well, I don't know what he will do, but I know that I'll probably like most of it. But I know what he won't do is he won't have ushered in lasting culture and lasting change for the American people. His only options, based on the way he's been treated by the system, which I'm still suspicious he's in on it because it's a storytelling system, and this is how you build up such a terror. You know, there was a different, more peaceful time when Ronald Reagan took office and they were afraid of him. Well, nobody's afraid of America now. So then you just create a dictator in your story. And then you give the dictator power, even though he's not really a dictator. That's what it's going to look like. He's going to look like a tough, tough, strong man. And that could be a tactic. Honestly, probably is. Because there's no way with the abnormal times that we live in, the way that everything has been done to Donald Trump, that that guy makes it back into the White House unless he is expected to be there for this storytelling reason. But he's not going to win us the culture. That's up to us. He's not going to win the long-term game. That's up to us. We have to stop being the bleacher creatures in that small section of the stands at Yankee Stadium, which are so passionate and so rude and so ridiculous. That is not who the majority of conservatives are, and that is not how you win a national election. Yeah, you can win a national election because things are perceived to be so bad everywhere, and the attitude that everyone has is that the police state is here, and we've, you know, you've got the audience rooting for a dictator at this point. When the bleacher creature audience could just shut up, be quiet for a little bit, and start getting on the field and playing the game. That's what it's going to take to win the culture. So if we move into a dominating win in the presidential election, don't fool yourself into thinking that it's long-term. It's not. The entirety of conservatives who are far from power, that don't have a voice, will be made into jokes again four years later. That's a guarantee, unless... We collectively focus our efforts on culture, focus our efforts on normalizing the views and the values that we hold dear so that four years in, they become much more of a norm as opposed to a opposition to the norm. If we do that, then it doesn't matter who gets elected after Donald Trump because then we start the ball rolling in the direction of unifying American culture through independent voices and independent art. We really have to make that our focus. And I'm going to reiterate that on every episode of this podcast. And even after it happens, and it's obvious to everyone that that's who we are, a cultural movement, an artistic movement, a unifying movement, a liberty-based movement that understands liberty is unique to so many different individuals, how they express and pursue it. And we're not going to judge those people. We're just going to remove the ability to take people whose liberty is different than yours and pit them against you. That's not something we can tolerate anymore because it works so well to frame the conservative American as unacceptable and unworthy. So it's game time. If you're an artist, you better be creating. If you're an audience member... You better be searching for independent art that edifies your views. And not in an obvious way, it can be a subtle way. 
And if you're just a bystander who sits around watching cable news, well, you know what? Expect more of the same for the rest of your life because that show is a con against your ability to think straight. And if you keep taking that, then you're just the perfect customer that that was built for. So get off cable news, get onto the game field, and start playing small ball with me. And maybe after enough of us hit a few singles, we'll start racking up some runs. We'll start getting on the board. When we get on the board, we'll start having people really cheer for us. And when that happens, the whole game begins to switch. <laughs>